0: The Pie Boy Podcast. Welcome to the Pie Boy Podcast. This is episode seventy-five. I'm Sparky, and I've been thinking about pro wrestling a lot lately. Um, so I just I used to be into it, but I lost touch with all that. Once I got into high school and was busy with homework and other things that kind of grew out of it in a sense, but I always enjoyed the drama of it and the moves, flying elbow drops. It's always something that made me laugh and made me feel entertained, but this is chapter 87 WWF because I don't know it always comes back to that they're the ones that took it over the top and it's WWE now and used to be WCW that was my favorite but we'll talk about that more later so chapter 87 pro wrestling was a staple in our house you had to be down with it In the 90s, I stayed up late on school nights to watch WCW and WWF. All my friends did the same. It was hard not to love. The Macho Man Randy Savage, The Nature Boy Ric Flair, and Ray the Giant Killer Mysterio were my favorites. I was always getting lost with the WWE storylines, but WCW was my jam. The love for pro wrestling was passed down from my dad and my dad's side of the family. Dad and his two brothers were big into pro wrestling when they were kids, too. Back in the late 60s, 70s, and in the 80s, Portland wrestling was huge. The local wrestling scene. It was not all about TV contracts and ratings. It was just bloody and rowdy. It was made up and dramatized, but it was exciting. Believe it or not, some big-name WCW and WWF guys got their start in Portland. Ever heard of Roddy, Roddy Piper or Jesse the Body Ventura? Both are WWE Hall of Famers who used to kick butt in Portland. One time, Dad and his brothers got to sit in the crow's nest at the Portland Armory to watch Portland Wrestling. When their least favorite wrestler made his entrance to the ring, Uncle Rat chucked his snow cone and hit the wrestler on the head. Dad swears that the wrestler started to climb up to the crow's nest after them, stopped halfway, pointed and said, I'm going to kick your little butt, kids. I bet dad and his brothers were crapping their pants. So what did they do after hearing the stories? What did I do after hearing the stories? In fourth grade, my friends and I started our own version of pro wrestling. It started at sleepovers at my house when all the boys were getting restless and bored. The rough housing would start and dad would be faced with containing the madness. Instead of letting us completely destroy the house up and down and running around and beating each other up dad thought it was an ingenious idea to organize us and have official wrestling matches the first line out of my dad's mouth once he got all of our attention was the first rule is there are no rules number two if you get hurt we bury you out back almost everyone cheered we were all stoked that was a big mistake on his part no wonder my friends love coming to the Swain house. Dad would lead us down into the rumpus room, and then he would pair up all the boys by size and ability. The rumpus room was our designated area of the house that we could destroy. This is where we could get rowdy. Things started a little shaky with some of my buddies getting hurt and their little brothers crying because of people being too rough with them. The moms hated it. The dads encouraged it. And we just laughed and carried on. A lot of the matches were entertaining because of how scrappy my friends were and the dumb stuff that would happen. We broke so much furniture People got thrown into entertainment centers, speakers, TVs, couches, lazy boys, windows, and the crowd. So much spilled food and drinks. As we got older and stronger, the matches got way more intense. The production value of the matches got better, too. We had intro music for everyone. A lot of the Pie Boys would wear masks and other silly outfits for their entrances and matches. The best part was my dad's announcing and officiating. Everyone had a nickname and a signature move or two. Dad would yell, ladies and pie boys, in the right corner and coming all the way from Beaver Creek, Oregon, please give it up for the snake. Then dad would have the two wrestlers shake hands and he would yell, rumble, to start the match. Some of my friends would try to cheap shot each other and would go in for a takedown while the other guy was trying to shake hands the best matches were the flyweights snake's little brother was called the son of roy and would take on starvin marvin they were called flyweights because they were a 100 pounds soaking wet if that and a few years younger than us at the same time they were the most scrappy of anyone They would really fly around. The very best moment of the Swain House Federation Wrestling Club came during our last big event. It was during an epic night when all my friends' parents were at my house getting drunk and partying down. All the parents and sisters and brothers and even my grandma gathered to watch the show. This time was special because we had someone with a video camera recording us. That tape got watched a lot and then just disappeared. In it, my dad was way liquored up and in the zone. The first match was between Meat and Lumpy. Meat was an original pie boy with a big mouth, always talking trash and writing checks his butt couldn't cash. Dad turned off the lights for each wrestler's entrance and blasted their intro music while he announced the match. It was eerie when the lights went off, and everyone got quiet. Lumpy was the first one to come out. Dad played Black Sabbath's Iron Man and yelled over the music. Pie Boys and Pie Girls coming straight from the top of Lost Canyon with a fresh dump in his shorts. The fabulous Lumpy. Everyone went nuts. And then the lights came on. At the top of the stairs stood Lumpy. And he had had on an Undertaker mask. It was awesome. Then Meat came out. My friend Rubber Band Man was running the music and played Backstreet's Back by the Backstreet Boys. Meat was pissed. Everyone laughed, but that's karma for being such a pie boy all the time. dad yelled over the music again ladies and germs coming straight from clark's four corners the biggest pie boy of them all meat the match ended early meat tried to cheap shop lumpy in the face so lumpy picked meat up and suplexed him into the trophy case the crowd went nuts and all i can remember is meat screaming no no lumpy no Lumpy was on a roll that night. He busted Rhino's thumb when he body slammed him into one of the Lazy Boy chairs. Those two horses completely flattened that chair for good. No one could beat Lumpy, though. His strength was too much for the Pipe Boys. And he made it to the championship round. The heavyweight championship match was between Lumpy and I. They played Back in Black by ACDC when I came out. I wore my dad's big black Ray-Ban sunglasses and a black and red New World Order NWO NWO wrestling shirt from WCW. Just like my heroes. The Wolfpack. And coming to the ring another one of the original pie boys straight from Tillamook, Oregon, Sparky Swain. My dad used to always say I was from Tillamook, even though I was born in Portland and then I was living with him. So I was technically from there too, but I don't know. He did that for a long time. It was always interesting to think about. Lumpy came out to Iron Man again with the Undertaker mask on, too. My dad told him he would give him 50 bucks if he wrestled with it on, and everyone laughed. And Lumpy, of course, did not do that. He was looking for blood. The match went five rounds. Lumpy was putting a beating on me, but he couldn't get me in the death grip or get me in position to suplex. I was too fast and had better wrestling skills. I had wrestled competitively from second grade to sixth grade, going to tournaments all over Oregon on the weekends. I was waiting for my move, the classic head and arm submission. I just needed to wear Lumpy down. Everyone was cheering. Lumpy was getting tired and so was I. The room sunk like sweat and farts and BO and more BO. It was hard to breathe. Lumpy was on pace to kick my butt. And I was sucking when when Lumpy got me on my back. My dad started to count one, two, but I managed to slip out of the pin. Lumpy was not going to pin me. Once we were on our feet again, Lumpy lunged from my head, and I sidestepped him. I wrapped my arm around his neck and used his momentum to take us both to the floor. With my last bit of energy, I swung to the side, looped my arm around his neck, and started to pull as hard as I could. I leaned back and got both his shoulders on the ground, and Dad started to count again. One, two, three... Sparky wins Everyone went nuts And while Lumpy and I just laid there We had both given it Everything we had in that battle And we were done He was beat red in the face And so was I No one talked trash Lumpy looked at me He shook my hand and he said Good match Sparky But I'll get you next time I can't remember if he ever did, but it was epic. I always had to wrestle the bigger guys because I had skills, and I wasn't the biggest guy by any means. I was always medium at best. And, yeah, it seems like such a long time ago, over 20 years ago, just being able to goof around. Couldn't wrestle like that these days. You end up in the freaking hospital or happen to go into Physical therapy. <laughs> uh, it just makes me think of just how rowdy it was at my house. People got hurt all the time, and I did too. I just sh- I had to shake it off. I I didn't have a choice. Even if I iced something, I got made fun of, you know? If you listen to these podcasts, you would know. If you grew up around me, you would know. But. Yeah, I just think of my dad reffing those situations and pumping us up and encouraging us, encouraging us. And the I'm not kidding when I say the moms hated it. Hate, hate, hated it. They were the player haters. And but I don't blame them. I'm pretty sure one kid, he already had, it was pre existing injuries to his shoulder, old rubber band man. And dad told him he didn't have to wrestle and he did anyway. And then he told his mom, like my dad made him do it or something. And my dad just laughed. He didn't like to deal with crap like that, little pie boys and pie girl stuff. <laughs> oh, man. It was tough. It made me tough. I guess I'm thankful for it. What do I mean? I guess I am thankful, but it's more fun to talk and tell the story about it. Oh, I love wrestling. used to stay up so late. I think it'd be on till like almost 11. And that's kind of late when you're a kid, little kid it was in grade school. I remember, I don't know if it really affected me at all though. Cause it didn't really sleep anyway um and that was part of why i would stay up because i was probably i think my mom would be out doing something bad behavior wise and i'd be worried and i'd be like oh, i'll watch this show so like that would go on and i'd be like oh, i'll go to bed before the end matches or whatever and then i'd end up just staying up and i got to know this of a lot but my dad and my uncles always told me about wrestling all kinds of different characters, people I'd never seen before, but people I did see or later went back and watched old videos. Like, I, I remember getting VHSs of like bat, Rumble at the Beach or Battle at the Beach, and different all kinds of different stuff from like the 80s and 90s. I watched that stuff till the tapes fell apart, it was just so crazy looking to me and like hulk hogan and all that stuff it was just insane insane to me andre the giant and uh, macho man around that time Rey mysterio was more like late 90s with when i was watching it but before my time stuff was good Sar- sergeant slaughter <laughs> I can't even think of all these older ones that oh, the Road Warriors that was the one that we talk about a lot. I think that was Dad and Uncle Rat's favorite by any, like by far. And I think I had gotten a figurine of them for Christmas or something. And I was supposed to keep it all wrapped up and I didn't because I was like, I want to play with this. They're badass. And my Uncle Rat was like, dude that could have been worth like your college education or something like that. And he was dead serious. And I just was like, well, so what? Like, it's sweet. Like, look at this. I want to play with it. And he just like looked at me like I was so crazy. Like, why would you want to play with a toy? I don't know, dude. (laughs) Cracks me up to think about that. Um, But, yeah, I don't watch wrestling anymore. I do know some of the people that are still on there, but they're more, they come back just in swings, just a restoke energy. John Cena, The Rock, and, like, Triple H. I knew about him a little bit lumpy, like Triple H. And I can't even think of veteran guys or guys that come back but the nature boy rick flair i mentioned him earlier on on that was one of my all-time favorites and that was big mike's favorite and i love his impression of the nature boy and doing all kinds of freaking imitations of him and kind of morphing into him himself He had a lot of moments of just being pumped up and talking like mad trash. That was so funny and so razor sharp that it just like killed you. Just went right to your heart and killed you. It was so good. Only he can make that stuff up. That's how the nature boy was too. Man, I love watching him. Like older stuff, but even later stuff like late 90s early 2000s and wcw when i was a kid my dad would come in and be like oh man like i guy's still doing it and just like bask in the brilliance and be all like fired up like man i kind of want to watch wrestling again <laughs> it's weird but i love how i think they did the 30 for 30 on rick flair i love that love it. I watched some of it, not all of it, but, yeah, forever. I'll love wrestling, old wrestling, and paid homage to it, put my body on the line for it, never again. Yeah, but with that being said, uh, Song of the Week, uh, Van Halen, or no, sorry, whoa, back it off, back it off, Motley Crue, Shout of the Devil, I think it just speaks to that that vibe it's like really cool bravado freaking dramatic macho man stuff busting people up and yeah man running with the devil shouting at that devil as you're doing that stuff just feels like sinning sinning but makes you feel good (laughs) don't take offense to that you just you just gotta watch wrestling and then you'll understand and with that being said peace happy 75th episode three quarters to that goal we're getting 100 and if you're with me now great if you're not ready to get out of my face peace till next time